Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host, Chappie, and we're going to be getting into things that kids say that freak us all out. Whether it comes from kids saying my other mommy or my other life, I remember how I died, to them telling us about a snake man in their closet or the shadow man at their door. Kids say some pretty bizarre things sometimes. Um, So let's get into some of the spooky stories um, that's told by children. All right. Uh, Without further ado, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host, Chappie, and let's get into it. We're going to start at BoredPanda.com with 50 of the creepiest things kids have ever said to their parents. Not only kids are funny and witty, but it turns out that they can also communicate with spirits, can come up with the scariest stories ever. Don't believe it? There are many theories that kids can actually see ghosts because they don't actually have social norms and life limitations fully installed into them. Whether it's true or not, these not-so-funny kids in our list below have conjured up ghost stories that no adult could come up with. Compiled by Bored Panda, this collection of creepy things kids say is sure to freak you out. From kids who love their parents so much they want to cut off their heads and carry them around, to kids who can see invisible things lurking in the darkest corners of the house, you'll never look at your scary kids in the same way again. Kids say the darndest things, but there's no better proof than these real stories. Number one. I was with my sister, her husband, and their two-year-old daughter. We were talking about loved ones that had recently passed. My father had died sometime recently. My brother-in-law went and grabbed a picture of his mother, who had died in a car crash when he was six, to show me. When the niece saw the picture, she started laughing. We asked her what was so funny, and she looked at us saying, That's my special friend who sings to me. I still shiver a bit to think about. This one says, um, Number two, Go back to sleep. There isn't anything under your bed. You're right. He's behind you now. Still haven't go- gotten over that one at the memory. And shiver at the memory. Number three. Walking past an old cemetery, my then three-year-old son casually said, My brother is in there. When I reminded him that he didn't have a brother, he said, No, Mama, from before, the uh, when the other lady was my mama. Number four. I was talking to my two-year-old, and he said, Goodbye, Dad. And I said, No, we say goodnight. He said, I know. But this time it's goodbye. Had to check on him a few times to make sure he was still there. Creepy. Number five. My sister got hit by a drunk driver in April and it totaled her car. She had my four-year-old nephew and my infant niece with her. When my mom arrived at the hospital, my nephew asked her if he would thank the big guys. What big guys, Caden? Grammy, the big guys that were in the car with me when it got loud and scary and they hugged me with their arms and kept me safe. Even in the insurance adjuster cannot explain how either child escaped without a scratch. Number six. When my cousin was two years old or so, her mom got pregnant again. One day she went to hug her mom's belly and said, little brother is sick. A few days later, she had a miscarriage. Number seven. When my son was small, I was talking to him about growing potatoes. I described how you bank up the earth around them as they grow, and he said, I used to do that when I was an old man. Number eight. Getting my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter out of the bath one night, my wife and I briefly were briefing her on how important it is to keep her privates clean. She casually replied, Oh, nobody scoosed me there. They tried one night. They kicked the door in and tried, and I fought back. I died, and now I'm here. She said this like it was nothing. Oh, my goodness. 
crazy. Number nine. Why are you crying? The bad man. What bad man? There. She points behind me at the dark corner of the room. The lamp on the bookshelf next to said darkened corner falls off as soon as I turn to look. She slept in our bed that night. <laughs> oh my gosh. Number 10. My three-year-old daughter stood next to her newborn brother and looked at him for a while, then turned and said to me, Daddy, it's a monster. We should bury it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Number 11. My mother was babysitting my daughter when I was at a doctor's appointment and said, Oh no, Grandma. Mama's not coming anymore today. She was in a bad, bad accident. She can't come and get us. I had indeed been in an accident that almost killed me at that exact time. None of my family had been notified. We're going to hop on over to another section. Looks like this one has 103 of the creepiest things kids have said that we do not recommend reading alone. I'm not sure I'm going to go through all of them, but I will get many, many of them. All right. When my son was three... This comes from Allison Scap. When my son was three, he started singing a Polish nursery rhyme that my husband and grandfather used to sing to all the babies in the family. She passed away before my son was born. We don't speak or sing in Polish. My daughter from Erica Molinix. My daughter from a severe brain injury when she was 11 weeks old was in a coma for three days. For years afterwards, when it rained, she would comment, this smells like God. So if you ever wondered what God smells like, you're welcome. He smells like rain. All right. Let's see. Back in the day, my younger brother used to tell us how about how his other grandparents and the blue house they used to live in. After always telling him he was making it up, he told our mother he could bring her there. So we went for a drive. And this little five-year-old psycho... Gave her turn-by-turn -turn directions for close to 45 minutes. We ended up four to five towns away at a dead-end street with an abandoned blue house. Oh, freaky. Points for a reincarnation. <laughs> um, Kate says, Walking with my two-year-old in a cemetery by our house, she says, Mommy, who is the man in the red jacket by the stone house? She pointed to a mausoleum. There was no one else in the cemetery. He's waving at me. She waved back. He's coming over to talk. <laughs> Freaky. My daughter was about five when she said, You're the best mommy I've ever had. I said, I'm the only mommy you've ever had. She looks at me and says, No, you're the third one, but I like you the best. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, says, I was hiking alone in the woods with my son, who was seven. It was eerie quiet. Out of nowhere, he says, the wood demands a sacrifice. <laughs> All right, we're going to hop on over to Thought Catalog. They've got about 42 of these. I'm only going to read some of them. But this article is by Eric Redding. Number one, the man with the snake neck. While changing my daughter in front of the open closet, she kept looking around me and laughing. I asked her what was so funny. She said, the man. To which I replied, what man? She then pointed to the closet and said, the man with the snake neck. I turned around and nothing was there. I'm afraid to look into the history of my house to see if anyone hung, hung themselves in the closet. At least she wasn't scared. Number two, that's not sleep. My young daughter said, Daddy, sleep, then pushes my head under the water at the pool. <laughs> soon, very soon. Not to me, but to his grandmother. He was cuddling with her and being very sweet. He was about three at the time. He takes her face in his hands and brings his face close to hers, and then he tells her she's very old and will die soon. Then he makes a point of looking up at the clock. This one says, I was at the bus recently, and we were stopped outside a walk-in clinic. A little girl in the seat in front of me turned to her dad and said, 
death is the poor man's doctor. And that was that. All right. Number eight. My five-year-old son asked me last week, what do you see through the black circles in my eyes when you're controlling me when I'm at school? Wait, what? <laughs> my five-year-old son asked me last week, what do you see through the black circles in my eyes when you are controlling me when I'm at school? That's weird. <laughs> Number nine, fire. So I shouldn't throw him in the fire? Three-year-old daughter holding her baby brother for the first time. Leatherface. I was sound asleep and around 6 a.m. I had woken up by my four-year-old daughter face inches from mine she looked right in my eyes and whispered i want to peel your skin off the backstory here is that i'd been sunburned the previous week and was starting to peel in my sleep adult state however it was pretty terrifying for a few seconds i didn't know what i was dreaming or what was going on all right some of these will be repeats um forgive me i'm trying to skip over the repeats Number 11, watchful eye. I don't have kids, but once visiting some friends on a farm, my buddy's youngest, five or six at the time, was afraid of the chickens. I explained, I tried to explain to her that the chickens weren't going to hurt her, but she wasn't having it. So I'm sitting around the fire pit, looking at one of the children a few feet away, one of the chickens a few feet away in front of me, when I feel hot breath in my ear as she whispers, see, he's always watching. Horrific and hysterical all at once. Number 12, don't encourage them. My coworker's four-year-old daughter always thought that the rattling of the water pipes in the kitchens were white wolves and the sound always scared her. One day she was sitting in the kitchen table and she said, Mom, the white wolves aren't bad. They're our friends. Her mom encouraged the idea by saying, Yes, the white wolves are protecting us. They're our friends. Then the daughter added in, There are friends, but not the man who crawls on the floor and stands by my bed. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, get out. <laughs> We're moving. Okay. Time out for baby. I work in a preschool. Creepy shit gets said and done all the time. The one that sticks out to me happened last year. There's a small kitchenette area in our classroom that the kids use during free time for playing house or whatever, pretend games they think up. There was one little girl that I was keeping a close eye on, mostly because of how withdrawn from the other kids she was. I noticed she was playing with a baby doll in the kitchenette, rocking it back and forth and singing to it. Then she took the baby, shoved it in the play oven, and slammed the door shut. She turned around and looked straight at me and said, Sometimes, bad babies go in time out, in the creepiest little girl voice I think I've ever heard before. And then she smiled and ran off. That one kind of shook me. It can't scream. When I was a waitress, I watched a little girl, maybe four-ish, stab her plastic fork into her sandwich repeatedly and said, Die, die, die. When I asked her what she was doing, her mom was in the bathroom for a minute. She replied with a straight face, I like to kill things, but mom said I shouldn't. So I picked the ham because it can't scream. Oh my gosh. Number 15, Carson is gone. When my son was little, maybe three, he used to do this weird crawl where he would slide his forehead along the floor. This was pretty creepy in itself. Then one night he crawled across the hallway into my room like that and stood up a few inches from my face and made a weird meow sound. He got into bed with me and went to sleep. Another time, he was freaking out about a monster in the basement, so we went down and saw nothing. And of course, as I turned out the light and head upstairs, he said, he's right behind us now. I might have peed a little. Possibly the creepiest thing he did was one day I scolded him for misbehaving, so he hid his head under his blanket. I pretended I couldn't find him and said, Where's my little Carson? He slowly lowered the blanket and with a dead evil stare said, Carson is gone. I am Rick. I'm certain he's possessed. <laughs> We've never knew any Ricks as far as I can remember. Still don't. Never figured out where he picked up the name. Number 16. We need to get it out. 
My noticeably pregnant sister and I were having a conversation in the dining room when my four-year-old son was also present and asked my sister if there was a baby in her belly. She affirmed he completely straight-faced, slid from his chair and headed for the kitchen saying, we need to get it out. I'll go get the knife. I don't even know where he would have gotten that. Number 16, the pretty girl at the cottage. My three-year-old nephew was at my cottage. He's asked me numerous times about the girl over there while pointing at one of the back bedrooms. The place is small. There's definitely nobody there. So I just dismiss it as really active imagination. Then some friends are visiting and they have a daughter around the same age. She never met my nephew. Twice in one day, she asked about the pretty girl while pointing in the exact same room. Definitely caught me out and I didn't know what to think. Then at Christmas, my family was over to my place and my nephew points at a picture of my wife and asks if she's coming to visit us here. And does she just stay at the cottage or does she just stay at the cottage? My wife died 10 years ago. Personally, I don't believe in paranormal stuff. So it's probably just my logical brain putting together a bunch of kids ramblings, but it definitely got my attention. Number 18, playing social worker. My five-year-old adopted little sister has a game she would play where we would pretend to go around to people's houses and take their children. Once we rounded up enough, we would eat them violently and maliciously. This was her idea though, and through and through. And the name of the game was social worker. Oh my gosh. Number 19. Still shiver at this one. Go back to sleep. There isn't anything under your bed. He's behind you now. Still haven't gotten over that one. Number 20. Chicken skin. We were having roast chicken for dinner. My son has a light bulb moment. He's three. Holds up the chicken skin. When we say chicken skin... Is this really the skin of chicken, like my skin? Next day, after some Sunday nap, nappage, we play cars. I see a fresh scar on his foot, straight lined with little dry blood. Asking the little sir about it, he said, I cut myself. I took a knife because I wanted to see what my meat looks like under my skin, but it hurt a little, so I stopped. I still don't know what it looks like. Oh my gosh. A little psycho. <laughs> All right, 21. My wife was getting my two-year-old son up one morning. He was standing in his bed. As she said good morning and walked over to him, he picked up her shirt a little and, crooked, and crooked his head to the side. He asked, She asked him what he was doing, and he said, Looking for my baby sister in your tummy. She laughed it off as the weird kid imagination thing. She found out later at the time she was two weeks pregnant, and it was, in fact, a girl. She was due into September. We had never really had that talk where babies come from, or nor did we talk about having another child around him, so it was pretty spooky. 22. Dead Babies A good friend of mine and her husband bought what is considered an old house around here. Western Canada, not many houses over 100 years old. They were renovating the basement one day while I was visiting. I was down there alone with their son, who was barely two at the time, and could not yet speak in full sentences. He took my hand and led me over to a brick chimney-like thing with a rusty metal door on it. He looked up and said, that's where the dead babies go. I was horrified. Firstly, because like I said, the kid could barely talk, let alone say something like that. I doubt he even knew what dead meant. I'm positive that no one would have told him that, and there were no older kids around that <laughs> would have said that as a joke. It still creeps me out to this day. Number 23, the car fire from a past life. Before I was born, I had a sister, right? Her and my other mother were so old now, are so old now. They were okay when the car was on fire, but I sure wasn't. He was maybe five or six years old, and it was totally out of the blue that he said this. Number 24. Come here, buddy. When my son was in kindergarten, I received a call from his teacher while at work saying he refused to go outside at recess time and was sitting there terrified. 
He said there was a guy named Odie who had brown hair and a brown beard who kept telling him to come here, buddy, over and over while he was playing outside before school started. They reviewed tapes and didn't see anyone. And didn't see anyone. Chalked it up to an active imagination. He also said this guy talked to him at the bus stop and outside his window on the second floor. He also refused to go anywhere near an entire half of one of our in our old home when he was one to two years old. He would just stand in the doorway and point. All right, we're going to take a short break and be right back at it after this. All right, if you can't tell by now, kids say some pretty crazy things. Let's get back into Thought Catalog. Number 25, The Voyeur. Not my child, but my three-year-old niece told my wife to dance in the middle of the room while she hid in a closet watching through a crack in the door. Gosh. Number 26. Where does she get this? My daughter says to me that there's a woman who watches her watch movies in her room and sleeps on the ceiling above her bed when she sleeps. She also says it does not like me and wants to eat my heart. My kid watches Elmo and Dinosaur Train. Where in the hell is she getting this from? Missing Harvey. When my little sister was younger, she used to walk around the house with a framed picture with a frame with a picture of my great-grandpa in her hands crying and saying, I miss you, Harvey. Harvey had died before I was even born. Other than this common occurrence, my mom told me that she would constantly say things about that my great-grandma Lucy would say. All reincarnation. Down in the hole. I have a three-year-old who says some pretty strange stuff. Last night, Mommy, the man, the very big man with yellow eyes, is looking at you. Oh, wait, I read that weird. Last night, he said, Mommy, the man, the very big man with yellow eyes is looking at you. I look, nothing. I tell him there's no man and he is make-believe. My son laughs. Oh, he is hiding now. Two minutes later, oh, no, Mommy. You made him very mad. Now he says he will come when you are sleeping. A few weeks ago, ago, he tells me, I'm not going to be four. I'm going to die. And you will put me down, down, down in the hole. I tell him this isn't true. And who told him that? He gets quiet and goes, the man told me. But I will be scared. So after three nights, you die too and come with me. Sheesh. As if I didn't have bad dreams already. Number 29, The Digger. My four-year-old nephew doesn't talk much, but when he does, he says some of the weirdest things. Best one I can think of off the top of my head. He was playing outside near the edge of his parents' yard, digging holes with a little plastic shovel in the dirt. He looked very focused and was making each hole the same size and shape. His mom went outside to check on him and asked, Hey there, Z, what you digging for? He looked her right in the eyes and completely straight face and said, My soul. Number 30. Did not expect that. He said that he had a dream about a school shooting the previous night. I asked him what happened in the dream and he responded, Hmm, let me think. I forgot who I shot first. Number 31. Now scared of the dark. One time my husband and I went to his friend's house for a bonfire. Anyway, his son's lane was sitting in my lap. I went to get up, and he screamed and told me to sit back down. I asked him what was wrong, and he said, It was watching me from the corner, dark corner of the house, and if I got up, it was going to hurt me. He pointed to it and even described what it looked like. He said it was a tall monster with teeth, with more teeth than a shark, and it had no eyes, very sharp claws. Apparently, it was as big as the house. I stayed there for two hours until he fell asleep. Told his dad to take him and ran to the house. Scared of the dark ever since. Alright, babysitting. Was babysitting my little cousin. We went to the park and I had to stop at the Bed Bath & Beyond to pick out a cutting board for my mom. I found one she needs and looked up to see my cousin in the next aisle. Absolutely stunning wall, stunned by the big wall of knives before her. 
She looks at me and cheerfully says, Look at all those murder weapons. She's just as creepy. She's just a creepy child in general. Aw. <laughs> Look at all those murder weapons. <laughs> That's adorable and creepy. Alright, number 33. All the girls were normal. I used to knit any for this family that had three kids. Two older girls and a boy about three. The girls were normal. The boy would only ever talk about death. If we played with Legos, he would kill all the Lego people. And his voice would get this weird deep sound to it as he described their individual demise. Play with the dog. He'd eventually talk about breaking its neck. Coloring would just be him with a black or red crayon filling in the whole page. He would whisper threats to his sisters. If we read a book, he would suggest murdering characters. He was the most morbid child I have ever met, and I don't know where it came from, since his parents were hippy-dippy. I mean, all organic eating, no TV watching, in love with nature people. He either had gone through some serious trauma, or he was possessed by a devil. Either way, I quit shortly after, when they laughed off my concern over his mindset. <laughs> Creepy. From one imaginary friend to the other. My half-brother used to have this imaginary friend named Jerry Brusher, who was a real, really friendly and did nice things all the time. Then he made a new imaginary friend named Terry, who was mean and got blamed for all the bad things my brother ever did. Eventually, Terry murdered Jerry. Oh, wow. Two weeks notice. I was babysitting my four-year-old niece, and we were watching some cartoons when she looks over, dead serious, and wonders... So what's going to happen to us when we die in two weeks? Number 36. The girl without a face. When my daughter was four, she woke me up on a dark morning with this gem. Mom, wake up. Mom, there's a girl in my room who doesn't have a face. The sun wasn't up and my brain was like, what the fuck? I let out a small giggle from my unease. She pulled me by the arm out of my bed and it took me to her room to show me the girl. She tells me it's under her bed, and I'm thinking, when did her imagination get so creepy? So I look under the bed, knowing if if this was a horror movie, this would be a stupid move. And then I see the girl without a face. It wasn't her imagination. It was one of her dolls, with the pair of doll pants pulled over her face. I laughed, and my daughter was belly laughing so hard, because she does loves doing silly things. But seriously, in the few moments, she freaked me out so bad. Number 37, in mommy's tummy. When my daughter was about three years old, she had a sound machine in her room to keep her, help her keep, stay asleep. We typically had it on the babbling brook. On one night, cricket sounds. One night, I was putting her to bed and turned on the sound machine. She had been playing with it earlier, and the sound was left on, the sound of a beating heart. After a few minutes of laying there with her in the dark, she looked at me and said, I didn't like being in mommy's tummy. It was dark and wet, and I don't want to go back in there, okay? Creepy. Number 38, the visitor in the sunroom. The house I bought belonged to a recently deceased couple. The lady was an avid gardener, and they built a beautiful sunroom in the house with their indoor plants. She spent a lot of time in that room, as I hear it. I found my four-year-old staring at that room for far, afar a few times. When I asked what she was doing, she whispered, Is that mommy? Oh, that's creepy. Was she nice? Not a parent, but when I was growing up, my family lived in a really old house. Odd things would happen, such as doors being cracked open. Never really freaked us out since there were so many of us kids that we figured someone had opened the door or forgot to shut it completely. Anyways, one day while we were having breakfast, my three-year-old sister looked at me and said, Was she nice? And everyone looked at her like, What are you talking about? So she says, The lady that went in your room at night, was she nice? She told me she saw you sleeping. She goes every night and leaves the door open. We moved out shortly after. Number 40, The Boiler Room. When my kid was four, we were watching a documentary on the Titanic. 
The scene was a picture of the boiler room, and the camera panned from left to right. He pointed to the TV and said, That's wrong. The boiler's on the other side, and I was right there. He pointed to a small space in the boiler room. That's where I was, and that's why I don't like water now. Number 41, The Man Outside the Window When my son was young, he came and climbed into bed with us crying. I asked him what was wrong. He said that this big fat man with bloody hole in his head tried to keep opening his window. Oh, that's scary. Number 42, Roger's Last Day My little brother's imaginary friend, Roger, lived under a coffee table. Roger had a wife and nine kids. Roger and his family lived peacefully alongside us for three years. One day, my little brother announced that Roger wouldn't be around anymore since he shot and killed himself and his whole family. Oh my gosh, that's so creepy. All right, let's take a short break and get right back into the spookiness after this. All right. I thought this one uh, submitted by one of our listeners um, would be an appropriate one for this episode. Um, she calls it her imaginary friend. All right. You don't have to post this, but I thought you'd find it cool. My mom and I were talking about my imaginary friend, and she said the first incident besides the day of my surgery the uh, family had a reunion at my papa and granny's house i was only two or three at the time and kind of overwhelmed with everyone around so my papa was holding me and he kept he kept looking at the door or he kept sorry so my papa was holding me and he was staring he started watching me i don't know why that was so hard to say he started watching me. I kept looking at the door with a wreath on it, and I had been lying back on his chest, and for some reason he told my mom that I leaned up and watched the place again. He said he looked and saw nothing, but that I nodded my head as if answering someone. He asked me if I was okay, and I nodded, and he asked who I was talking to, and I said her, and pointed to the spot. He looked again and didn't see anything, and asked me who was her, and I replied, Granny. I had never seen her before, never seen her picture before, and was born after she died. Papa reached behind him and grabbed Granny's picture and said, Her? And I looked at it and smiled and nodded. I then started crawling out of his lap and out of his lap, and when he asked where I was going, I replied, To get a biscuit. He said, With who? I said, Granny said, Let's go get a biscuit. And he watched me walk off holding an invisible hand and went straight to the table with the biscuits on it in the kitchen. Papa told my mom that night and that I had my great-grandmother's on my mother's side's gift. I always thought that story was really interesting. All right. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, let's go back to our lists. All right. The lady that tickles my feet. This was my cousin a while ago. He was maybe six. He had been telling his mom that a lady comes in his room and tickles his feet at night. Everyone was like, okay... Then one day, when we were going through old family photos, he came across the photo of his grandmother, who had passed away when he was a baby. He pointed to the photo and told his mom, That's the lady that tickles my feet. It still spooks me to this day. This one's called Bye Bye Babies. We were walking in a local cemetery. It was originally designed as a park, and low, and my low little one pointed out where the children's section was by saying... Bye-bye, babies. I had not told him those were children's graves. My four-year-old daughter insisted one night that she had another set of parents. My four-year-old daughter insisted 
that she had another set of parents. I had told her a couple of times that we were her only mommy and daddy, and she kept getting really frustrated with me. I asked her what made her think she had another mommy and daddy. She told me that they went to the store one day without her, and she felt alone and looked for them. She said it was dark and got cold, and she hugged me and said, and now I live with you. Among other creepy things, but that's by far the most what the crap is going on. Number four, are you going to die today? My four-year-old daughter asked a restaurant worker, are you going to die today? She smiled as she said it too. That's creepy. The little boys want to hear another story. Not me, but my sister. One night, the power went out, so she was laying in bed with her at the time. Two-year-old to keep the low little one warm. Uh, sister was telling the little one a story, and when she finished, the little one said, the little boys want to hear another story, as she pointed to the end of her bed. Sisters only had daughters. That was hard to read. <laughs> if you don't like somebody, you can just get rid of them with a knife. From my four-year-old said this. This turned out to stem from his Beauty and the Beast obsession. He stopped saying it once I pointed out that Gaston's plan didn't really work since Beast comes back to life. But now he kept asking the question about dying and death. Thanks, Disney. Worms are going to eat my body one day. My son made me explain to him in detail what happens after a person dies and how the body decomposes. Now he likes to randomly say, worms are going to eat my body one day. And his little sister always gets scared and runs away. One time, when my daughter was five, my husband was working night shifts. I was home alone with her in our fairly rural and remote home. She came into my bedroom about 2 a.m. and said, I can't sleep. The man outside the window is watching me. There was no other, no one there, but I did not sleep that night. Remember when I would sing to you when you were a baby? My oldest is named after my father, who died before... I had my kids. When my oldest was younger, he would say, remember when I would sing to you when you were a baby? And kind of smile like he was remembering a happy memory. We were crossing a cemetery when going by, going to work by bike. I haven't talked to my son about death because the topic never came up. And I don't think he knows what graves are. He's 25 months. So we're on the cemetery and he points to some graves and said the people are all done i mean he's not wrong but uh how does he even know there are people buried here all right i think that's all from i got those eight stories from insider.com all right chilling reincarnation stories meet six people who lived before professor jim tucker thinks that past lives are possible here are startling accounts of children who may have been reincarnated. When I was your age, I changed your diaper, said the dark-haired boy to his father. Ron looked down at his smiling son, who had not yet turned two. He thought it was a very strange thing to say, but he figured he had just misheard him. But as a baby, Sam made similar remarks over the next few months. Ron and his wife Kathy gradually pieced together an odd story, Sam believed that he was his deceased grandfather, Ron's late father, who would have returned to his family. More intrigued than alarmed, Ron and Kathy asked Sam, how did you come back? I just went whoosh and came out the portal, he responded. Although Sam was a precocious child, he'd been speaking in full sentences from age 18 months. His parents were stunned to hear him use a word like portal. They enjoyed him to say more encouraged him to say more. They asked Sam if he'd had any siblings, and he replied that he had a sister who turned into a fish. Who turned into a fish? Some bad guys. She died. Eerily enough, Sam's grandfather had a sister who had been murdered 60 years earlier. Her body was found floating in the San Francisco Bay. Ron and Kathleen then gently asked Sam, Do you know how you died? 
Sam jerked back and slapped the top of his head as if in pain. One year before Sam was born, his grandfather had died of a cerebral hemorrhage. Is reincarnation real? 33% of Americans, including 29% of Christians, think it is, and some 10% of them reporting being able to recall their own past lives. The Dr. Oz Show has hosted Dr. Tucker as well as Dr. Eben Alexander, another medical doctor who believes in reincarnation. And there are several reality TV series on topic of reincarnation that have been aired in recent years, including Life, Death, and Reincarnation, Extraordinary Case Studies of People Who Recollect Past Lives, The Ghost Inside My Child, Children with Past Memories, and Who Was I? My Past Lives, a hypnotherapist guide people through their life regressions that lead toward astonishing revelations. Why is this fascination? Part of the reincarnation appeal has to do with its hopefully underlying promise that we can do better in our next lives. With reincarnation, there's always another opportunity, explains Stafford Betty, a professor of religious studies at California State University and the author of The Afterlife Unveiled. The universe takes on a merciful hue. It, it's a great improvement on the doctrine of eternal hell. Yet, despite the popular interest, few scientists give the reincarnation much credence. They regard it as a field filled with charlatans, scams, and tall tales of having once been royalty. Reincarnation is an intriguing psychological phenomenon, says Christopher C. French, a professor of psychology at Goldsmith University of London, who heads a unit that studies claims of paranormal experiences, but I think it is far more likely that such apparent memories are in the fact false memories rather than accurate memories of events that were experienced in a past life. For more than 45 years, a team of, at the Division of Perpetual Studies at the University of Mich Virginia has been collecting stories of people who can recall their past lives, and if the professors determine that there is some merit to these stories, or memories, the findings will call into question the idea of our humanity ends with our own death. Alright, let's read some of these stories. Mommy, I'm so homesick. Among the UVA case studies is the story of an Oklahoma boy named Ryan. A few years ago, the four-year-old woke up screaming at two in the morning. Over the preceding months, he had been pleading with his bewildered mother, Cindy, to take him to the house where he'd lived before. In tears, he'd begged her to return him to his glittering life in Hollywood, complete with a big house, a pool, and fast cars. That was so fabulous, he once said. I can't live in these conditions. My last home was much better. When Cindy went into her son's room that night, Ryan kept repeating the same words, Mommy, I'm so homesick. As she tried to comfort him and rock him to sleep, he was like a little old man who couldn't remember all the details of his life. He was so frustrated and, set and sad. The next morning, she went to the library, borrowed a pile of books about old Hollywood, and brought them home. With Ryan in her lap, Cindy went through the volumes. She was hoping the pictures might soothe him. Instead, he became more and more excited as he looked at one particular book. When they came to a still of a scene from a 1932 movie called The Night After Night, he stopped her. Mama! That guy's me. That's old me. I was shocked, Cindy admits. I never thought that we'd find the person he thought he was. But she equally relieved. Ryan had talked about his other life and been so unhappy. Now we had something to go on. Although neither Cindy nor her husband believed in reincarnation, she went back to the library the next day and checked out a book about children who possessed the memories of their past lives. At the end of it was a note from the author, Professor Jim Tucker, M.D., saying that he wanted to hear from parents of kids with similar stories. Cindy sat down and wrote him a letter. All right, let's take a short break and get right back at it after this. All right, welcome back. Going along right with children that remember their past lives. This is a story about a boy who fulfilled his past life's destiny. Sorry if I mess up any of these names. I'm not familiar with them. And I will probably sound them out. 
<laughs> All right. Born in Seattle in 1991, Sonam Wangdu was the only two years old when he realized he was actually the fourth reincarnation of the original Tibetan Lama. Lama in Tibet is the Tibetan word for guru. Desung Rinpok. The realization was the culmination of a number of signs that had been accumulating since before the boy was even born. These included the visions of his mother and their her own Lama, as well as words of the third reincarnation of Dunzim himself, the third, who informed his acolytes that in 1987, the year of his death, that he would be reborn in Seattle. In 1996, the boy who, was, who by then only answered to the name Chukula, which means reincarnation, left his family forever to be raised by monks while studying Tibetan Buddhism in Kathmandu, Nepal, and eventually becoming the head of a monastery there. Arriving in Nepal dressed in gold and maroon robes and riding on a luggage cart pushed by his mother, the little llama smiled widely, reported Seattle Met in 2016 follow-up story tracing the boy's journey over the past 20 years. When asking how long he would stay in Nepal, though, the little boy was serene, almost stoic. Lots of time, he said. I'm, going, I'm just going to stay here a long time. And then that was proven true. The boy is now 23rd year of his life as the fourth reincarnation of Dunzen Rinpok. The first. Alright, cool little story. Alright, this one is Plane on Fire. It was the TV's producers who taught Dr. Tucker about the best known recent reincarnation case study. In 2002, he was contacted to work for and appear on a show about reincarnation. The program never aired and was told it was told about James Leninger, a four-year-old Louisiana boy who believed he was once a World War II pilot who had been shot down over Iwo Jima. Bruce and Alexander, er, Andrea Leninger first realized that James had these memories when he was two and woke up from a nightmare yelling, Airplane crash! Plane on fire! Little man can't get out! He knew about all the details of World War II aircraft that it could seem impossible for an, a toddler to know. For instance, when Andrea referred to her object on the bottom of a toy plane as a bomb, James corrected her by saying it was a drop tank. Another time, he and his parents were watching a History Channel documentary, and the narrator called the Japanese plane a zero. James insisted that it was a Tony. In both cases, he was right. The boy said that he had been named James in his previous life and that he'd flown off a ship named Notama. The Leningers, the Leningers, Lening, I don't know why that name is so hard for me to say. The Lening, Leningers uh, discovered a World War II aircraft carrier named USS Natoma Bay. In its squadron was a pilot named James Hudson, who had been killed in action over the Pacific. James talked incessantly about this plane crashing, and he was disturbed by nightmares a few times a week. His desperate mother contacted past life therapist Carol Bowen, Bowman for help. Bowman told Andrea not to dismiss what James was saying and to assure him that whatever happened had occurred in another life and body, and now he was safe. Andrea followed her advice, and James's dreams diminished. His parents co-authored Soul Survivor in 2009, a book about their family story. Professor French, who is familiar with Dr. Tucker's work, says the main problem with his investigation investigating is that the research typically belongs long typically begins long after the child has accepted has been accepted as a genuine reincarnation by his or her friends or family. About James Leninger, French says, although his parents insisted that they never watched World War II documentaries or talked about military history, we do know that at 18 months of age, James was taken to a flight museum where he was fascinated by World War II planes. In all probability, the additional details were unintentionally implanted by his parents, 
and by a counselor who is a firm believer in reincarnation. All right. So let's hop on over from this article to uh, short rapid fire ones from BuzzFeed. Um, written by Asia McLean. 19 kids past life memories that will make even cynics go, holy shit. My four-year-old told me about the time she went for a swim in the lake and could hear her mommy yelling and crying out to her, and she couldn't come because she was under the ducks. Then she remembered falling asleep, and when she woke up, I was her new mommy. My two-year-old niece pointed at the collapsing twin towers on the screen and said very cl clearly, I die. My four-year-old nephew talks about being on the Titanic all the time. He said he was with his wife and that it was really cold. And every time he watches the movie and the boats or bodies of the water, he gets freaked out and wants it to turn it off. My three-year-old son told me that he smothered someone once. I asked him if he knew what the word meant. He said it meant holding a pillow on someone's head until they stopped moving. I asked him when he did that, and he said, oh, a long, long time ago. Wow, that's freaky. When my son was two or three, he'd talk about being an adult who rode horses into the woods. He said that one day he got hurt riding. Then everything got dark, and the next thing he knew, he was with me. I asked where he got hurt, and he pointed to the birthmark on his stomach. My daughter had a nightmare that she was playing paper dolls in her mom's bathroom when a man came in and murdered her and her brother. She has never even seen paper dolls before. My three-year-old cousin told us he was once a man named Ghazi who lived in Syria, and the man and that bad guys cut off his fingers one by one and ran over him with a jeep. Wow. One day, my two-year-old brother randomly started describing the detailed process of making pizza. The process of keeping a fire going, using a brick oven, allowing the dough to rise. He'd never even seen anyone make a pizza before, so my parents asked when he did this, and he said, With my old family, my mama and papa, not what we call our parents, before I died and came out to live with you. I was babysitting a five-year-old who, out of the blue, said, The ambulance came after I got hit, and everyone was sad. Five seconds later, he had no recollection of having said it. Our son is named after a Marine that was killed in action on my husband's last appointment. One day, when he was three, we drove by the military base where his namesake is buried, and our son said, I'm buried over there in the ground. You know, from when I died fighting bad guys with Daddy, before I was your kid. We had never visited that side of town before and had no clue that the graveyard was even there. My three-year-old niece told me she used to drive. I said, when you're older, I guess. And she shook her head in frustration and said, no, when I was a grown-up, now I'm too small. I humored her and asked what her car was like, and she told me in the surest tone, a 66 Chevy Camaro. She continued, that's a nice car. Favorite. Till I crashed. Can I watch Teletubbies? My husband and I joke that our son is my dad reincarnated because he's just like him. He was conceived three months after my dad passed away from a sudden heart attack and was born with a birthmark right over his heart. If that's not enough, the first three letters of my son's name ever wrote is G-U-Y in that order. That was my dad's name. I was watching The Great Gatsby at my friend's house, and her three-year-old brother started talking about what was going, about going to parties like those and about the financial crisis. Yes, he used those exact words. My daughter was born with a heart condition and is very sickly. One day, she said she missed the old not-sick her. I asked her what she meant since she had been born sick, and she said, you know, me, but the other me with red hair. Chilled me to the bone. My son told us the reason his best fr he's best friends with the 89-year-old great-grandpa 
is because he was he was his sister before. My grandpa did have a sister he was close to who was killed by a drunk driver well before I was born, but my son didn't even know about her. When my son was three, he would talk about his boardies, a wood-paneled station wagon, and someone named Boa. He said he used to surf when he was older, before he was a kid. He lived in the Midwest, and he'd never seen the ocean, much less, or we live in the Midwest, and he's never seen the ocean, much less a surfboard. My five-year-old son told me that when he was old, he drowned in a flood. And he said, but this time I'm learning how to swim and things will be different, see? And then he took, to, took a swim. When my daughter was about three, my sister and I were telling her about the day she was born. She corrected us by saying, you mean the day I came back? I was singing a song to my three-year-old daughter that my great-grandma used to sing to me when I was small. My daughter smiled, stroked my cheek, and said, I remember when I used to sing to you when I was the mommy and you were my little girl. All right. Freaky, freaky. That kind of goes along with the past life stuff. All right. Let's check the time. Let's take a short break and get right back into it after this. All right, the last article of the night is going to come from Care.com, uh, written by Sunny Hayes. This is 18 scary things kids have said that totally freaked out their parents. We all know that, that kids can say the darndest things, but sometimes the kids say things that are odd, disturbing, and, well, downright creepy. Gary Robusto, co-founder of Tri-City New York Paranormal Society, said it's not unusual for children to describe paranormal phenomena that defies a rational explanation. Robusto, who has been working as a paranormal investigator for 24 years, has seen and heard it all, from stories of past lives to encounters with apparitions. Children are open and accepting in a way that most adults are not, says Robusto. We asked parents to share the spookiest things their parents have or their children have said. Their responses will have you sleeping with the lights on. But have no fear, says Robesto. Most spirits are harmless. They're just trying to communicate. Alright, our first section is gone but not forgotten. Even though they never met, my youngest talks about my deceased father as if they spent time together. One day, she told me all about how Grandpa taught her how to bait a hook for fishing. He was an avid sports fisherman. She had never met, she had never in her life even held a fishing pole, but described in great detail the right way of doing it. Next one. When my daughter was around one, she was babbling and playing in her room. I peeked in and asked her who she was talking to. Pop Pop, she said. No, Pop-Pop is in the living room, thinking she was talking about my dad. She got up, walked to our dining room, pointed to a photo of my, of my grandfather, who passed away years before my daughter was even born. Pop-Pop. When Ella was three years old, my husband and I heard giggling and talking to someone. What's so funny? I asked. No, he, he is so funny, she said. Who? I asked. She answered, James. I froze. We all referred to my best friend who had taken his own life by his last name. My daughter, like most people, wouldn't have known his first name was James. Four. My son was seven when his grandmother died. For about a week after her burial, he would go to the kitchen or his room by himself and say, Hi, Grandma. The visit stopped after about a week. All right, this section's called Nice to Meet You. When my oldest daughter was three, she was climbing onto the kitchen stool and kept saying very annoyed, Stop it. Don't push me. I'm nowhere near you, I said. Not you, she said. Mono. Cowboy and Mono used to live here, and now they're gone. We lived in a 1930s bungalow, very old Hollywood. 
I told her to tell Cowboy and Mono that they were welcome here, but in our house they don't push or hit people. When my son was two, we were playing together in our basement. He was running, then he stopped suddenly and stared down the dark hallway with our laundry room at the end. He waves to the hallway and this says to me, Mommy, who's that little boy looking at me? Dude, I nearly had a heart attack. Next one. My little sister once told my mom she was having a tea party with my deceased grandmother, who she'd never gotten a chance to meet. After my sister told my grandmother, or yeah, my grandma, that her dress was beautiful, my mom asked her what dress looked like, and my sister described a gray dress exactly like the one she was buried in. Next one, while playing with his toys in the bath, my two-year-old son suddenly stopped, looked over my shoulder behind me, and points and says, Lolo, which means grandfather, or grandpa in Tagalog, we're Filipino. My dad died seven years before my son was born. Alright, this section's labeled strange and scary sightings. When my daughter was about four years old, we were driving through a cemetery to visit my grandmother's grave. I made a comment about no one being there. And she said, what about the little boy standing right there? She said, pointing at the graves. And yeah, there was no little boy there. When I was seven, while in bed one night, I saw the devil in the ceiling of my bedroom. My mother insisted I must have been sleeping, but I know I was awake. Years later, when I told my wife and daughter the story, my daughter told us she, when she was eight years old, she saw the same thing. I never told you because I thought you wouldn't have believed me. My one-year-old son used to have night terrors. He just stared out the back patio door and screamed. He clearly looked like he was seeing something. Once he became verbal, he would often talk about the mean lady that visited him at night. When my daughter was two, she would often ask me who the man in our house was. Then he became the bad man, which made the mama bear and me come out. I smudged our home and it stopped. My daughter, who was three in October, just started with this scary behavior back in May. We were at a barbecue and all of a sudden she was terrified. I asked her what was scaring her. She pointed and said, the boy. From then on, she started talking about the boy in her room and wouldn't sleep in her bed without me lying on the floor. I asked what the boy looked like, and she said, blue with red eyes. Past lives and spooky premonitions. When I was three or four, my mom says she showed me a picture of my aunt who passed away two months before I was born. Without hesitation, I said, I know who that is. That's Aunt Diane. She took care of me before I got here. My son was about two when we were watching a PBS show about World War II. My son turned to me and said, I died there. Don't you remember? Yikes. When I was three, I fell down a flight of stairs backwards in my footy pajamas and just missed a glass table. I ran to my mother after it happened, and she told me I was saying that I saw the man from church with the long beard and that he kept telling me to go somewhere with him but the little girl that was with him told him I was too young and had to stay much longer with my mommy. When my son was five years old, it was raining early in the morning as, as I was leaving for work. I went to say goodbye, and he says, Be careful with the tree. It was a little weird, but okay. On my way to work, a tree fell right in front of my car. A few days before I had a miscarriage... When my daughter was two, she was sitting on my lap and looking in the middle distance. She said, bye-bye, baby. Bye-bye, baby. Oh, that's scary. Scary, scary, scary. More spooky than scary, but still. All right. That will conclude tonight. Um, I had other stuff prepared, but I mean, this has gone pretty well as far as stories of freaky things kids say and reincarnation and everything like that. So I think it's a good place to stop. Um, stay tuned next week for our 
episode on Bloody Mary and seances. Um, and yeah, we're going to be looking into doing some more investigative episodes as well. Um, feel free to join our Facebook page, Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shizzes in Parentheses. There we collect stories from our listeners and we share stories. If you're confident in your story, go ahead and post it to the group. If you want to remain anonymous, please send it directly to me for me to read and put in a podcast. Um, and if you have any spooky memes, that's where we collect a lot of those. Have a lot of fun with those. All right. So without further ado, I will bid you adieu and see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Stay spooky.